there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we? Oh, good. It's good to hear. I'm bloody holidays all week. Bit of a staycation. Yeah. Yeah. Must be nice. Because I'm on holidays, but I didn't go anywhere. Staycation. Staycation. It's a portmanteau. Of what words? Stay and cation. So... Today, we're going to have a little bit of a D&D podcast. All right, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. No, not Dungeons and Dragons. Drug and disease free? No. Well, it is. <laughs> there are dragons. We're doing dragons and dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, one thing exists. One thing does not exist. But before we do that, we do want to thank our $33 sponsor on Patreon, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. And if you'd like to join Tom in sponsoring the show, you can go to Patreon. Dot com slash hypothepod or alternatively patreon.com slash hypothepod. You say Patreon, I say Patreon. Yeah. I say you can also, I think, just go to hypothepod.com and that redirects to the Patreon. Okay. You set that up, so I don't know why you're looking at me. If it, because I can't remember if I did it or not. I can't remember where I redirected it. Don't we- cut this. I'll just go make it redirect to Patreon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's- also, if you want to support the podcast with buying a bit of merch. Just go to cookedunits.com. Yeah. Uh, all of our Patreons get extra content and they get sweet buttons and pins yeah. depending on the level. All right. Let's talk about dragons and dinosaurs. All right. So one is uh, real. Should yeah. we start with the one that is not real first? Okay. So yeah. dinosaurs. So dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. What do we learn about dinosaurs not existing? Well, I learned that there are multiple schools of thought about dinosaurs. Okay. One is that they're real. Yeah. They, they walked the earth. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a fossil record. Yeah. Uh, much, much verifiable evidence put together by many different independent sources. Yeah. Yeah. Although a few dodgy sources as well. Many dodgy sources, yes. What uh, I do find interesting about dinosaurs is that, like, yeah, we know they existed, but I like that we're still learning new things about them. Yeah. Like, I like how they're, like, now they're going, actually... A lot of them probably had feathers. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they were always just big scaly lizards. Yeah. 
Um, the feathered thing is, is an interesting one. They found like a whole leg or something recently, didn't they? Yeah, or a tail or yeah, something that yeah. had really defined feathers on it. Yeah. I was in a toy store today and you can, you know, those little animals, you buy the really cool detailed models of animals. I do not, but yeah. There's usually a little display of them. You can buy like whales and kangaroos and all sorts of animals and they have dinosaurs there as well. Hmm. And I noticed today that one of the dinosaurs they have now has like arms with these big feathery wing parts on them. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I think velociraptors have feathers. Yeah. And actual velociraptors were quite small. Yeah. Not the ones of Hollywood. No, dog-sized. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Having a little, imagine having a little dog-sized velociraptor hanging out with you. Yeah. I'd, Only if you're Chris Pratt, though, and you trained it to rep, reply to your little clicks and stuff. Is that what he did in the movies? Have you not seen Jurassic not, World? No, no. Spoiler alert. I did find one conspiracy theory that relies on dinosaurs being real. Yeah. Which was, uh, it's very much incorporated into the expanding earth theory, which I think we may have briefly touched on in previous episodes. Hmm. But basically uh, dinosaurs don't make any sense. Uh, The size of them. Yep. (laughs) They're too bloody big. Yeah, fair Uh, enough. They're like... Ridiculously big from what we know, some of them, and like it just wouldn't make any sense for them to evolve like that. Mm. So, one explanation for that is that the gravity of the earth may have been radically different in the age of the dinosaur, and so less gravity, less gravity, and that would be because the earth used to be much, much smaller. Okay, but it has expanded over time. Does it make sense though that? The earth was smaller but had bigger things on it. It does make for some fun imagery in my mind right now. Yeah, like a little <laughs> planet with like one of each big dinosaur <laughs> yeah. standing shoulder to shoulder. This is orcs. Like it wasn't a tiny little ball, but it used to be a lot smaller. Yeah. This, is, this goes the expanding earth theory, which yep. was a very popular explanation for the earth up until they worked out about uh, shifting tectonic plates. Mm. Uh because they worked out that with the, the Pangea theory, a lot of the continents sort of slot into each other. Mm. But uh, they don't, some of them don't make 100% sense unless the Earth was like 60% smaller than it is, and then it would make perfect sense. Yeah. There was also, there's the issue that uh, the seabed is a lot younger than mm. uh, like rocks on the Earth. Like mm. they've, they've carbon dated the seafloor, they're like, well, this is only so many million years old. And up here it's like this many million years old. Explain that. And it's explained by, you know, <laughs> as the planet has expanded, like new Earth has come out. Are you exp- expanding Earth pilling us right now? Well, let me unpill you because I almost okay. got a little bit pilled yeah. by this. Because <laughs> I wanted this carbon dating of something that's been under intense pressure at the bottom of the ocean covered in seawater going to work the same as carbon dating something just sitting over there on the ground? I have no idea how carbon dating works. <laughs> but huh, okay. they worked out the, the seafloor actually refreshes. So there'll be like cracks appear because of the shifting tectonic plates mm. and magma will come up and form a new seafloor. Yeah, okay. So the seafloor gets, you know, refreshed every... 100 million years or something. That is way harder for me to understand than the Earth just expanding because I know how stuff expands. I've blown up a balloon before, Mm -hmm. at least two. 
So I'm probably going to stay with Expanding Earth. Yeah. But surely if that's what's happening, well, if, no, sorry, we're but that's not what's happening. But yeah, but, but you're saying like the seabeds renew themselves. Mm. So is there not going to be a point where all the magma from in the middle of the earth has come out? I don't know. Surely magma is a finite resource. Stop robbing up his bloody theories. <laughs> it's not my theory. This was just something that I people were like, look, I know the expanding earth theory has been discredited, but explain dinosaurs. Right. I don't know. I can't explain them. Maybe, they're just big. The Maybe. gravity thing is... Interesting though, because you have like animals like ligers that are like a lion and a tiger. Yep. Do it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for listeners, Salty's doing the thing where you put one finger into a hole, another finger in a, and pushing it through like a right. sex thing. <laughs> right? A lion and a tiger do it and they create this liger. Yeah. Made famous Something by we, the- we all we all understood straight away. Made <laughs> famous by Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. But um, that that's an animal that grows and it doesn't have that that thing in their genes that stops them from growing. Okay. You know, some people are born like that and yep. they just get getting massive and massive and massive. And they get to a point where they're just too heavy for their body to continue supporting them. Mm-hmm. And that's only like something as big as a, you know, a liger. Yeah. Yeah. So how does a bloody big ass dinosaur exist on the earth? How does a blue whale exist? Under the, well, that floats in water. It's weightless. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, elephants are much bigger than ligers. Touche. <laughs> uh, we're getting into some heavy science that we can't understand. Yeah. Maybe we should dial it back and get into some cooked things. That <laughs> we can't understand. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess a liger is, is still based on the skeleton of a cat. Yeah. Whereas elephants have big, robust elephant skeletons, and we would assume that dinosaurs also had big, robust dinosaur skeletons. Yeah. You can see them in the museums. Or can you? Do we want to talk about why people think dinosaurs don't exist? Is that the best place to start? Yeah, let's go. Mostly Jesus. Yeah. Done. (laughs) Um, So there was a thing called the Bone Wars, which people always refer to. Uh, Cam, do you have the notes in front of you to refer quickly to that? I do. In the red corner, oh, we've got Edward Drinker Cope. And then in the blue corner, we've wait, got... Wait, is his name Drinker or is that the nickname you gave him? Like that, that's his middle name. Okay, okay. Drinker. Yeah. And then in the blue corner, Othniel Charles Marsh. Is Charles his middle name or is that the nickname you gave him? <laughs> no, that's his <laughs> okay. name. He's supposed okay. to say their last name really long. Marsh. Marsh. Charles Pretty Marsh. All right, what did they do? Uh, they were paleontologists mm-hmm. of a sort. Yep. So when is this? This is like the mid 1800s. Yeah. This is, I almost got dinosaur pilled by this because I was looking at some weird website that was saying that dinosaurs weren't real. And I was like, why haven't we heard about dinosaurs until like the 1840s? Mm. Surely somebody would have found the bones before then. Because there's bones everywhere. And I was like, yeah. That's true. Why did no one find the bones before? And I looked it up and it's like, yeah, people were finding dinosaur bones all the time. Right. Yeah, they just didn't know what they were. Throughout the history of humanity, people have found the bones. Some people in China, they were like bloody dragon bones. Yeah. yeah. And then in Europe, they're like, looks like we've got some giant bones here, boys. Yeah. yeah. But they were finding the bones. But mm. in the 1800s, uh, people were like, I think these were big bloody lizards. Yeah. That uh, walked around dinosaurs, if you will. 
You think Abraham Lincoln just found a bunch of dinosaur bones and that's why he was all pro-giant? Maybe. That could, be, that could be why. Look at this big bone, giants. <laughs> Bloody Abraham is just a dinosaur. He was a man, you know, but he was a man of science, right? Yeah. He wouldn't just be like, oh, giants are real. Yeah. If he had giant gear, he was probably. <laughs> probably Wait, so seen, I can't remember this. Uh, probably so seen the bones. Abraham Lincoln was pro-giant. Yeah, he said stuff about giants being buried in some of the hills in America. Yeah, all right. Cool. Yeah. Have we discussed that? I don't know. Have we? Huh. I think we did giants once, didn't we? Anyway. Anyway. Let's revisit that later. So in the 1800s, uh, there began, I think once they worked out what these bones were, there was a bit of a uh, dinosaur rush in the United States. Mm. And two of the biggest rushes were Edward Cope and Othniel Marsh. And they got involved in something called the Bone Wars, which is where they were both racing to find as many dinosaurs as they could. And bone them. <laughs> uh, one of the side effects of that, though, is that they were bitter rivals. Mm. Right. And so two things happened. One was that in their haste to find as many dinosaurs as they could, they started just making up cooked dinosaurs. They weren't putting things together properly. They were right. Being especially rigorous. And the other thing was they would just like sabotage each other's work. Yeah. Is this where the whole Brachiosaurus, Brontosaurus thing happened? It could very well be. Where they were like, one of these isn't a real dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. So I always thought Brontosaurus turns out wasn't actually real. Yeah. It's... So I looked it up on Wikipedia and I don't know if I got Mandela affected or what. <laughs> but Wikipedia's like, just, yeah, it's real. You not know, even not even mentioning the the fact that that for was a while there kind of recently wasn't there? Yeah, I always thought so, and maybe I didn't read the Wikipedia page properly enough. But they're like, did you read it from the top to the bottom? Oh, uh, a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one third down, I started and oh, I jumped back up like yeah. a Tarantino movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there was sort of people thought it was part of a different family, but it turned out it was. Yeah. So I don't know if it's as simple as it just wasn't real. It's just. How that how it was categorized? Yeah, I don't know. It was nerdier than I anticipated. Yeah, was it Brachiosaurus was a water one, right? Looked like a brontosaurus, but it had fins. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, but these guys were just like, oh, we've got a couple, we've got a leg and we've got a head. Just chuck it, chuck it onto him. Yeah, yeah. And what was this dinosaur going around with a head coming out of his leg? <laughs> yeah, Legiosaurus. <laughs> uh, some of the things they did also sort of set back the science of paleontology. To keep each other from finding fossils, uh, they would like sabotage each other's dig sites, mm. right? including with dinamite, just blowing up dinosaur bones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, although there's some questions about how much that actually happened, but uh, it is known that uh, some of their teams got into a bit of biffo <laughs> with each other, right. including a, a rock fight. Just throwing rocks at each <laughs> just other. Just rocks. I guess I love picturing them all in old timey clothes, suspenders, yeah. uh, hats similar to what you're wearing now, salty but a yeah. little bit puffier. Yeah. You're hucking rocks at each other. Yeah. One gets hit, he goes, Joke's on you, there's a tooth in here. <laughs> Thanks for the science, bitches. Uh, I thought it was funny that they that their rivalry lasted their entire lives. Yeah. yeah. It's like Hatfield and McCoy shit. Yeah. And and both of them were just Completely ruined by the end of it. Yeah, financially ruined uh, is what I understood. Like, that really just ruined them. But the best bit, the pettiest bit, is that uh, uh, Cope died in 1897 and he issued a challenge before he died, which was that he uh, donated his skull to science so his brain could be measured 
And uh, he challenged Marsh to do the same. (laughs) 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 So that they could see who had the bigger brain in the end. Did they do it? No, Marsh didn't do it. (laughs) So we'll we'll never know. Yeah. Just one, the one other time besides JFK where the brain was important. Yeah. The forensic science. <laughs> so, but the point is, they fucked around a lot, and they, I think, they created a lot of ambiguity in, around a few things. They're also credited with doing a lot of good, though, as well. Yeah, like their their haste. They did do a lot of, you know, if you've got two people with groups throwing all they can to to yeah. rush things and out. all their stones that they've got. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna find some things along the way. So there were yeah quite big advancements at the time as well. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they were finding dinosaur bones, which. As discussed up until that point, people have just been like, oh, it's just a dragon. Yeah. Chuck that in the skip. Yeah, leave that <laughs> alone. Well, actually, when they were finding bones, a lot of the time when they were finding bones in China, they're like, oh, a little sneaky dragon bone. Mm. Crush that up. Snort that. Yeah. See what that does to your dick. Oh, I bet it makes it hard <laughs> as a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your hypothetical quote for the week. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, the 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 other scientific thing that people point to around uh, science being tricksy with bones is the I can't remember his name now. Is the Piltdown Man? Mm. Did you guys come across the Piltdown Man? No, I've come across him before. So basically, someone put together this a uh, bunch of different bones, some for like apes and stuff like that, and said, "Oh, we've found the missing link," right. and you know, presented what it would look like and. Uh, it turns out it was a fraud and it was just a random collection of bones. But a lot of dinosaur sceptics point to these two blokes who, you know, started the dinosaur wars or the bone wars and this Piltdown man is science is just always tricking us. Right. It's just so tricksy. But, and like, you know, science made us try and think this and they all believed that the Piltdown man existed. But, like, immediately when this person presented the Piltdown Man, everyone's like, nah, it's sus. <laughs> it's real sus. Yeah. And, like, a couple of people believed it, but it was just discredited straight away. But, yeah, that's, that's where, like, the, the idea that it's a myth comes from. Yeah. And also the fact the Bible never mentions dinosaurs. So, so yeah, there's a couple of <laughs> biblical schools of thought about the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. one of which is that they were never there, that the fossil record has been planted. Mm. By Satan. Mm, Satan. To bloody trick us. Yeah. To test our faith. That is really on brand for Satan. Yeah. So good work on that, I guess. But the other thing that uh, comes up a lot is that because the existence of bones that are millions of years old is not really helpful to the creationist theory that the earth is 6,000 years old. No. So I did see a lot of preachers who are like, obviously... They've got the numbers wrong, and d- dinosaurs did exist. They were in the in the garden with Adam and Eve. They were there on Noah's Ark, bloody weighing it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, they've they've died off like maybe four thousand years ago, so we've all forgotten about them. And so when they've started finding them, only recently, that's when Satan has crept into our minds, right? And has been like, oh, these are millions of years old. I saw. There's one preacher who was so angry about all of the kids' books he can get. <laughs> Start off with millions of years ago, dinosaurs roamed the earth. In fact, it was not that long ago that they roamed the earth. And of course, they roamed the earth with people. Mm. So I was watching Alex Jones. Um, he had Eddie Bravo, the Joe Rogan sidekick, on. And this was after Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan and they had a weird beef. 
Um, and also after another guy had been on Joe Rogan who was a flat earther, but he's also a dinosaur. He thinks dinosaurs are fake. Uh, Eric Dubay, mm-hmm. quite famous, I think, for being a you know one of those prominent <clears throat> flat earthers. Um, and Alex Jones was like dismissive of dinosaurs not existing. So he's like, no, my great uncle dug up a dinosaur once. I believe them and. You know, they are all fake in museums because, you know, they can't actually put the bones on display, which is another thing that people say is evidence that they did, didn't exist. But uh, after he said no. Is that true? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of, like, because they can't, they, they don't have full skeletons a lot of the time. And a lot of the time they've got, what are they, 65 million year old bones. Hmm. I'm not going to put them just where like, some little snotty kid can rub his boogers yeah. on them. I'm pretty yeah. sure the actual bones are in, like, climate controlled. Yeah. <clears throat> Evidence lockers. Yeah. Yeah, right. Fair enough. I think so. Uh, yeah, maybe I was a little bit naive on that one. <laughs> um, but then Alex Jones said, no, you know, it's all like that all makes sense, but we don't know how old they were. And so like, yeah, he believes they're, and they just kind of skipped over that part, but he yeah. believes they're real, but I think he's on board with the creationist side. Yeah, I think that comes back to that thing that where Alex Jones has got like a really strong religious underpinning Right. To a lot of the stuff, which it's like, yeah, you know, there's that thing where, oh, it's all just a show, it's all just an act. Yeah. I think the fact is it's not an act, and that, yeah, there is a strong religious thing yeah. underneath that he just doesn't bring up that often. Mm. I 100% think that he's not an act. There's another school of thought, which is that not only, this is a very, I think there's a strong religious underpinning to this as well. That not only were dinosaurs real, but they still exist on the earth. There's one prominent example in Africa, in the Congo, called Makole Mbembe, which means in the local Lingala language, the one who stops the flow of rivers. Right. It looks a bit like a sauropod, like a long-necked dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <coughs> Yeah, it's like a uh, just a huge dinosaur. It's not carnivorous. It only eats plants, but it will attack hippos. So there's been report. I read a few reports by a guy called uh, William Gibbons, Dr. William Gibbons, who's right. a Scottish cryptozoologist. Uh, he has written a few books, including one called Jaws, Claws and Dinosaurs. Mm, good name. Yeah. It is a good name. I saw one like sceptical review of it where they had a go at it for being like Jaws, Claws and Dinosaurs. Do they, do they think that rhymes? It's like, yeah, it totally rhymes, but yeah. maybe not in your cooked accent. Yeah. <laughs> but he wrote that with a guy called Kent Hovind. We might come back to him in a second. Uh, but he has a PhD in cultural anthropology from Warnborough College, Oxford, which is not affiliated with Oxford University in any way. Right. And is commonly known to be a degree mill. So where is this guy supposed to be, this dinosaur? This is in the Congo. Yeah. So you're in like a, yeah, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. But uh, there's people, people have reported like seeing huge wakes as this thing swam around. Mm. And I know what you're thinking. Sounds like a hippo. does. Well, if you were to say that to me, Robbo, I'd say to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. Because, in fact, it can't be a hippo because the Mincole Mbembe has killed all of the hippos in the area, I according a, to locals. I read a book about this. What's that famous book where the guy goes on search for it? 
Oh. I think it might be called like In Search of Macaulay. <laughs> no, it's like one of those, um, like a classic novel. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a great book. Mm. Terrifying. This guy, William Gibbons, has gone looking for it a bunch of times, but uh, without any luck. And, of course, the fact that the Civil War has broken out since he began looking hasn't helped. But, uh, like, they've gone and shown pictures of dinosaurs to the locals, and they're like, yep, that's it. I was just wondering if um, <clears throat> Jeremy Wade had gone in search for it because, you know, Jeremy Wade, River Monsters. Hmm. That's how he had a show where he would go and look into myths of like river monsters and it usually ends up being just massive fish. I think he might have. He did do an episode called Killer Congo. That's where you go looking for it. Yeah. Uh, the one I read was Congo Journey. Uh, yeah, really, really good book. There was some really terrifying things in there though. Not to do with the dinosaur. I don't want to spoil it. But one of the few books that's ever just like terrified me. So I thought it was interesting this guy was looking for it and I was like, why are you so keen on finding this dinosaur? Mm. And uh, the fact that he's written this book with uh, Kent Hovind sort of gives you a clue because basically the idea is if they can find a living dinosaur, then it puts paid to the idea that dinosaurs were around millions of years ago. Yeah, right. Because they would have surely died out by now. And they also they point to things like the... Uh, you know, like those fish that they found that was still a lot, you know, like the deep sea fish mm. that was supposed to be extinct. Mm. They found a, a few living ones and it's like they point to that as examples of, yeah, how could these things have existed for millions of years? Well, it's just weird that they have. Yeah. Like they've survived for that long. Uh, a big part of it is they're right down the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. In a pretty enclosed little little world they've got. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not... Proof that the Earth is only a few thousand years old, but this is their big thing. Mm. Now, Kent Hovind is the guy who's written this book with, who's the big proponent of this. Uh, I remember him from like way back in the day, back before it was uncool to be an atheist because it was uh, online, because it was all uh, before it was associated with just hating Muslims. Right. When it was back when it was about just hating Christians. Yeah. That was cool. Mm. Uh, I remember reading like his website Answers in Genesis, which was all about a lot of this stuff. It was like a big creationist thing, and he had some yeah some ideas about dinosaurs. What I didn't realize is that he went to jail for ten years. Right. For besides having some ideas about uh, dinosaurs, he also had some ideas about uh, tax law, <laughs> which is that he didn't feel that he ever had to pay any tax, and he made the mistake, which no one at this table is about to make, of saying on the radio that he'd never paid tax. Right. <clears throat> paying taxes in the US is different than not paying taxes here though, right? Yeah. Everyone here's been paying tax. Of course. They just haven't, you know, you know what I love? followed up. You know what I love? I love bureaucracy. I love giving money to the government. Yeah. I love living on the grid as a just a normal human being. Yeah. Salty? You? Yeah, same. Yep. Same. Being accountable for everything that I do. Yep. I did, but yeah, I didn't realize he was super cooked. Because mm. uh, he also has some ideas about uh, things like nine eleven, the Oklahoma bombings, UFOs, right? <laughs> uh, the cyanide releasing compound latrial, which he thinks is a cure for cancer, which is being held back by the U.S. government. Oh, this is why you don't pay give them any money. 
the money masters and governments of the world invented uh, golf war syndrome. Well, they sort of did. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they, they influenced it. Uh, Crohn's, arthritis and Alzheimer's. Right. Uh, and he's also denounced democracy as evil and contrary to God's law. Well, yeah, socialism was the way to go. And uh, claims that the US government was implanting uh, microchips into people. To bring about the mark of the beast. Those dicks. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. Has he, has he done his little contract to sovereign citizen himself? Uh, he <laughs> did try and do some contracts, which also he got into a little bit of trouble over some of his <laughs> contracts. But um, when he went to trial, uh, he tried to claim that all the money his like dinosaur creation parks had raised, which was like $5 million, all belonged to God and not him. And so it couldn't actually be taxed. Right. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Didn't work. It wasn't that good. He did spend 10 years in jail. Yeah, right. If you've got 5 million buckets, and obviously you're onto a good thing because people have given you at least $5 million. That was like dollars. one year's thing. He hadn't paid taxes in like 50 years. Yeah, but like you could then just give a million of it to a, a taxman mm. and say, you just sort this out. Here's yeah. a million bucks and I've no, still got four million. He wasn't interested in paying any tax. I saw it. It was weird because I saw like a thing defending him. Where this guy was like, technically he lived like a really modest lifestyle and because he was sort of technically a preacher, he could have like gotten away with quite a lot of stuff. Mm. Sodomy. So, but like (laughs) if he'd been paying his taxes, he wouldn't have had to have paid that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just refused to. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, that was Um, my little side. That's where I got sidetracked reading about dinosaurs. Other weird thing besides that tax thing that I found about Macaulay Mbembe was like heaps of these expeditions that they were taking the Congo were like being financed by these super rich dudes. Right. Who were all, I guess, trying to prove this creationist thing. But like I don't understand how you can – I'm not saying that every rich person is incredibly intelligent. But like surely if you've made that much money that you can just drop a 50, 50 banger on sending someone to the Congo – You'd have a little bit more sense than that, right? But there's always been a segment of of rich dude that fancies himself as a bit of a discoverer of things. So maybe it's that, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm the I'm the guy that financed this because I'm a rich dude who loves mm. stuff. Yeah. So I came across um, a group called Christians Against Dinosaurs. Mm. Have you come across these these people before? Maybe. Have they, a look on their Facebook page. Yeah. Are they real? <sighs> I don't know. You're being tricked. Yeah. So basically, and I, I'm lead, leading towards they're not real, but they did a very good convincing job of tricking the media a while back. Apparently in 2015 or 2016, and I ugh, completely missed this, they went viral with a whole bunch of videos. Um, and like some of them were done by a lady to camera. Um, I can't remember her name. Kirsten something. Dunst. Uh, no, not Kirsten Dunst. That was someone else, I think. Uh, let me just bring that up. Uh, her name was Kristen O'Clair, and she did a whole bunch of really convincing to camera videos of like, you know, I can't believe people think dinosaurs exist. And convincing in the sense of you think this person doesn't think dinosaurs exist. She's playing a really ditzy character. And then there was another video of an Australian guy who was talking about how um, dinosaurs mating. He's like, if you look up dinosaurs sex, there's all these uh, – cartoons and, and things on Google Image of dinosaurs having sex, even with safe mode on. And, you know, they're just doing it to make us think that dinosaurs exist. <laughs> and 
doing it to like trigger that part of our brain that, that thinks it's a little bit sexy and it might be a little bit sexy. But <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. I thought that was hilarious. But like you look at their Facebook and everything and they're really committed to the bit. Mm. Um, but this Christian Eau Claire lady went kind of stopped putting videos up and they haven't really put any other videos up, but they're still doing their Facebook gear. She got a bit of a cult following from it of people believing that she was like, you know, pro dinosaurs being fake. Yeah. Uh, but she just kind of shut that down and didn't pop up again for a couple of years until she ran for councillor in her town in, in the US. And now she's on the council. And then like her opponents apparently knew of this weird dinosaur past and she's just like, yeah, it was a joke. And they all didn't bring it up in the campaign. And then like people that were voted for her were like, why didn't you bring this up in the campaign? We wouldn't have voted for her. She's cooked. She's like, no, it was a joke. I was just being, and she's kind of haven't really, she, she just said it was a joke and hasn't mentioned much more of it to that. Right. But well, she it seems to be definitive proof that it was a joke then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, her videos are really convincingly, you think it's some, like, look them up, uh, Citizens Against Dinosaurs, look up the Tecamera stuff. Uh, Christians Against Dinosaurs. She could have become bloody Sasha Baron Cohen. Right. Oh, no, he already exists. So she couldn't, sorry. No. But she could have done other characters maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah. But now she's sorting out bloody parking spaces yep. in small town America. And not many a nobler cause. Maybe she'll get duped by Sasha Baron Cohen. Maybe. Anything else to add on dinosaurs not existing? Uh, existed. Yeah. Yeah. Dragons? That's another story. Let's talk about dragons. Fucking dragons. Yeah. They're exciting, aren't they? Yeah. Winged beasts of the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, stars of movies Dragonheart and the other dragon movies. Yep. Reign of Fire. Yep, that one. That's the one. That was a killer movie. I really liked that. I think it got critically panned, but I really enjoyed <laughs> it. It's salty acclaimed. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Uh so, like the sort of the the Christians, the people that really take the Bible literally, literally uh, anti dinosaurs, they are pro dragons. Are they? Heaps are. Yeah, I know. There's one. They're pro dragons being real. Yeah, I know. There's one. Oh, they're not actually pro them. Like yeah. as in, they don't like yeah dragons. Because there is one dragon they're very anti, which is the one that shows up in Revelation. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's the beast, right? Or is the dragon different? I think there's a is a, a multi-headed dragon who like commands yeah. the beasts. Right. There's a bunch of different dudes. Because is it also referenced to as the seven-headed beast? Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Um, Are we going to do a bit where we go through all the Harry Potter species of dragons? The Hungarian horn tail. Don't think so. I wasn't planning on it. The Norwegian Ridgeback. Did you want to do it? Nah, it's all right. <laughs> um, so I, I find out about dragons, right? Uh, so I was watching one guy, uh, it was like Christian TV or, you know, Bible monthly television show or something, and he was talking about why he believed in it. And it was essentially just because it was in the Bible. Um, but he, and he sort of talks about, it's mentioned in the book of Job and the book of Revelations, 
Um, but then he closes out his, his arguments for dragons existing and he says, if they never existed, then God just compared our adversary to a make-believe creature that never existed. So he's talking about that God compared dragons to Satan. Mm. But I think he's kind of at the, the realisation that God's com- that neither of these things exist, but he doesn't quite make it there. But surely within his, like, worldview, I understand that, you know, perhaps it's the word of God being coming down, but it is being filtered through men. Yeah. They were like, all right. Also, some of these guys were off their heads. Yeah. Why would God compare Satan to a make-believe thing if that make-believe thing didn't exist? And, like, so, I don't know, it was a weird closing point. I'm not really... make comparisons to make-believe things. Yeah. Like, Satan is like one of these bloody dragons. It's a metaphor. Yeah. But, so, I don't know... You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. I'm not saying that to you. That's what you'd say if you were in ancient times. You're like, right, here's the thing about Satan. He's a bit like a dragon. Yeah. And some Mm. dumb Palestinian villagers, like, uh... Dragons aren't real. Yeah. So you're, so, are you saying Satan's not real? You're like, no, that's the opposite of what I'm trying yeah. to say, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but basically, yeah, their, their whole shtick is that. Mentioned in the Bible, so. Must be real. Yeah. Must be real. And been within the last 6,000 years. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so a lot of the dinosaur bones are actually dragon bones. Yeah, right. Um, expected more gear on that, but that's essentially what it was. People just saying, oh, it's in the Bible. I found a uh, real dragon in Nigeria. All right. Uh, the Personally or? <clears throat> no, not myself. Mm. Uh, what was it called? The Nigerian fire spitter. <laughs> Jeebus. Yeah, right. uh, which was reportedly by some of the locals. There was a, they said, look, we've had this dragon. And some missionaries like, interesting, tell me more. And they, they told him, sounds like it could be a crocodile. Right. Or yeah. could have been, you know, some sort of spitting lizard. But uh, no, it's spat fire apparently. Right. Uh, so there are a lot of lizard species that are called dragon. Mm, Water the, dragons. The Komodo dragon. Komodo dragon. So I guess there are dragons. So I watched um, a couple of vids that were allegedly evidence. And I, I really enjoy watching these videos that are just, just random collections of like clearly fake things mm-hmm. um, that people present as evidence. I don't know why. They're really fun to watch though. Uh, one of them was like, it was allegedly found in Spain in 2016 and it was grainy and it had vignette uh, borders around it. Right. Uh, but it was shot in 2016. So like, why would it be like had like film grain and stuff yeah, on it? Right. And then it had some dudes allegedly finding a, a dragon and filming it, and then um, and it had a, a timestamp. And I think this one was called like timestamped evidence. Oh no, the one before it was. But this one it had a timestamp down the bottom, where it was like ticking over the minutes and stuff. But every time the video cut, the minutes stayed the same. They didn't cut with the video. So like. You know, if you had one minute and it cuts to the next scene, it should be yeah. three minutes ahead. Yeah. But you stayed running <laughs> as the, right. the screen went black. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the creator of the video said, you know, this was uploaded to social media. And then I, I went and found who uploaded it. And it turns out it was a sculptor who was doing an art project. Oh, so, I did see that. Yeah, it looked cool. Like yeah. it looked like a real cool thing. 
but then they finish this video with the words like, um, you know, so my conclusion, false. It's like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't need to conclude anything. <laughs> you concluded it already. I think I saw that on Snopes. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and another one I watched that also had a time stamp and it had, you see the words time stamped evidence. You just had this ticker in the side of the screen going, <laughs> well, yep. a clearly fake dragon flies past. Um, but it was quite funny, like a lot of the comments of people saying that they're like, you know, I believe in dragons, but this is clearly fake. One person said, uh, so fake, I paused it, and yep, just like I thought, fake. You can clearly see that the dragon was animated, exclamation point. I do want dragons and unicorns and stuff like that to exist, though. Everyone does. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unicorn. I don't know about unicorns. No? Nah. Why not? I don't know. There's enough cool horse-like animals in Africa that don't get enough credit already. Yeah. Unicorns come along. They're going to steal all the thunder of like, I don't know. I don't even know their names because they don't get any credit. Plus, if another animal with a horn comes along, bloody narwhals are going to feel out in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. How good are narwhals? <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I just watched a bunch of other vids that had, had nothing to do with the topic. No, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> so saw some sick, uh, yeah, fake fake monsters going around. It was pretty cool. There was one video that was talking about dragons, and it might have been I can't remember who it was, um, but they started off by saying there are some things that science can explain, mm-hmm. but some things it can't. Yep. So yeah. that guy's just summed up science. Yep. <laughs> Hence are dragons. <laughs> I um I did come across a website talking about uh the Disney movie Pete's Dragon. Yep. I don't think I've I don't think I'm aware of that. You don't know Pete's Dragon? No. It's about a little fella called Pete who's a dragon, Pete, right? Who's like an adopted kid. Yeah. Who has an uh, well, he has a friend called Elliot who's a dragon who everyone assumes is his imaginary friend. Mm. But he's real. But he's real. It was like a, quite an early movie that mixed animation with live action stuff. Mm. Um, but it just went on talking about how like really fucking dark that movie is. <laughs> so Pete, the little kid, is like an adopted little orphan who runs away from his adopted family because they're just massively abusive. <laughs> And so he runs away and they're chasing him and all the songs are like these happy Disney songs but about how they're going to like drown him in the river and beat him <laughs> and put him to work and not give him any breaks and put him in chains and stuff. And it's like, oh, this is, that's dark, man, yeah. for a Disney movie. But then like Elliot comes and helps him, fucks up his adoptive parents. Yeah, so it's about a young man having a psychotic break. Hmm. Yeah. Disney. But there's a lot of, um, they draw a lot of, uh, parallels with slavery. So it says at the end, Elliot knocks the cruel step or adoptive parents into bu- buckets of tar. It says naturally, Pete and Elliot find the inherent cultural irony of his former slavers covered in black tar to be hysterical. Jeez, got a little bit racial because they're having a laugh because they're hip to winking metacultural symbolism embedded within Disney movie musicals. And then he comes. There's a snake oil salesman who comes and says he'll help Pete. I'll help you out. I believe in your dragon, but he actually just wants to get the dragon and cut it up and sell all its bits. Naturally, says Doctor Terminus, which is his name, also ends up uh, hanging from a rope. 
But let's not read too much into that one, shall we? Jeebus. Whoa. Fucking Pete's Dragon. Yeah. I want to go back and watch it now. Yeah. They remade it a few years ago. I had no idea. Hmm. What are you doing about dragons, Cam? Well, a dragon can be, I discovered, a familiar to a witch. Okay. And one famous witch who had a dragon as a familiar was Fiona Horn. You may recall as the lead singer of 90s old rock band Def FX. Oh, yeah. I thought I was thinking of Fiona O'Loughlin. No, that would have been an interesting turn for her. Yeah. She thought she had a dragon. It turns out she was just massively drunk. Uh, oh, I, this was just a complete side track I went down. Uh, apparently, yeah, one of her familiars was a dragon. Don't know entirely how it works. Yeah, I was going to say, what uh, if I'm a witch, what's a familiar? I'm not a witch, by the way, but if I, had a, if I wasn't, I had a familiar. What is that? It's like an animal that yeah. assists you. Okay, I think little, generally... Little Generally cats, your classic familiar, maybe yeah. a little toad. Yeah. You know how mm. a witch always has an animal hanging yeah. around? Yeah, and so hers was a dragon. Well, I think she might have had multiple familiars. But, uh, yeah, I think possibly I'm going to conclude that they can extend to the metaphysical rather than something that's actually flying around. Mm, right. Which is good because uh, after Death of X, well, it didn't age well. Mm. It's very much of its time. Yeah. She's since gone on to become a commercial pilot. Oh, really? good on her. Uh, and the last thing you want when you're flying a plane is for a dragon to be showing up. Yeah. Unless it's on my side or on the pilot's side. Yeah. Even if the dragon is on your side, you don't want it like coming around and sitting on the wing or something, right. bringing the plane down because um, it, it just wants a cuddle. So I think I must have mentioned no effects once to Emma. And how, like, I used to be into them and still enjoy at least. Do you reckon she thought that you meant death Then FX? for ages she was like, what? why do you like deaf effects? And I, I don't really know who they are because they're Australian, right? Mm. But the lead singer of no effects, Fat Mike, was he a lead singer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also had but a familiar. he was fam- only the bass player in Me First and the Gimme. Yeah, that's where I got confused, I think. So he also had a familiar and that was piles and piles of cocaine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> really helped him get by. Yeah. No. You know, Death effects, they're okay, but yeah, they're, you know, like that mid '90s Australian grunge sound, yeah, but like like Silverchair, yeah, didn't like carry even worse than that. But didn't really carry beyond the year 1999. Yeah, yeah, definitely very much that. Although Shit. I think they had a reasonably successful little comeback tour, right? Recently, everyone is having a successful comeback tour. She, ba- she banged around on a lot of like comedy panel shows and stuff after Death effects. I think besides the Def FX thing, she was very famous for being like Australia's most prominent white witch. Mm. Okay. Anyway, uh, I also found, though, in the more biblical sense, the dragon, of course, that we see in Revelation. A few sneaky references to it. Because mm. uh, I saw someone had done the math that worked out who the other characters from the book of Revelation were. So, like, the, uh, the beast was the Pope. The Antichrist was somebody else. They're like, but who is the dragon? And they'd worked it out. It was only one. Bruce Lee. Prince William. Oh. <laughs> what? How did it get to be Prince William? If you only do a little bit of research, you'll check out his herald or like his coat of arms, mm-hmm. which has the red dragon of Wales on it. Yep. A little hint they threw in there so you could tell that he was the dragon of Does not Revelation his whole family fame. have that? They do, but he's, he, the, he's the prince of Wales, though, mm. so he'd be more prominent on his. But he, there's also 
quite a lot of stuff online and I think completely unsubstantiated. There's this idea that he has a microchip in his hand that uh, the royals put in. Right. So that they, you know, so they could track him if he was getting up to no good. Yeah. If he starts terrorising villages with his flamey mouth, yeah. Well, shut him down. It's always referenced to like some Washington Post article from 1995 that, of course, doesn't exist online. Mm. But I think it's just based on the idea that his his was being closely monitored in case he was kidnapped. I don't think they actually put a microchip in his hand, though. I feel like in 1995 that technology wasn't really mm. that advanced. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I you've, been able, you've been able to get your animals microchipped for a long time. Hmm. Hmm. But it all comes back to the mark of the beast. Yeah. So he was an early beast marker. And he got this body dragon on his sign. All makes sense. I guess one thing we should we could all agree on is that countries that have dragons on their flags have the best flags. Yeah. And he is descended from Dracula. All right. Is that all we have on dragons? Yeah. Yeah, I think mean, dragons you, very much came into the dinosaur thing. Salty, to pad this out, do you want to finish off listing the... No, there's Harry Potter of, ones? There's lots of them. Okay. Oh, well. Let's wrap this baby up then. <laughs> All right. Less dragons. I feel like uh, there's probably there's a, a lot more dragon stuff. I did see that Imagine Dragons were coming in for a lot of New World Order talk. Really? But mm. I was like, oh, if I click on any of these videos, are they going to make me listen to Imagine Dragons? Are they a band that's not good? They're a band that I'm not sure about. They're definitely filed into the category of I don't want to find out. Yeah, a lot of people are into them. And I think I've probably like, I reckon I've they've come up on my Spotify release radar or something like that. Right. And I've heard one song gone, oh, I'll check that band out later on, and then put on the album and gone, what the hell's this? Yeah, this but is, I could be wrong. I might be thinking of another band. This is no offense to any fans of these bands. Yeah, uh, Muse was one of those bands okay. who do do a lot of conspiracy themed music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe I should give them a try. But I've never listened to a Muse song in my life. Okay. They just have some bangers. Yeah, they have some pretty good songs. Yeah. And I, I definitely wouldn't listen to an album, but there's some awesome songs. Yeah. But just in my head, I file them under bands I don't want to Okay. I don't want to listen to. It's very uh, dismissive of you. Yeah. Imagine Dragons is in there. Sticky Fingers was in there. Well, they're and very... I'll consider myself to be vindicated on that point. Yeah. The rapper very... or is that a band? Uh no, not the rapper, the the problematic uh racist and sexist Australian band. Okay. Yeah. Transphobic as well, I believe, in the yeah. mix. Massively vindicated on that choice. Yeah. And a few others, a few other Australian ones. I was just okay. like, no, not interested. It's not to say that Onyx don't have massively sexist lyrics. Yeah, but, I mean, it's hip-hop. You're allowed to. <laughs> okay. We're allowed to be okay with that for some reason. All right, do you want to keep listing bands to pad this out, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's wrap it up. I'm just saying it's not like I have a vendetta against Imagine Dragons. Okay, okay. I have a weird vendetta against lots of bands. And some of them were proven right. And we'll, we may find soon that Imagine Dragons are problematic. We'll see. <laughs> you know what's not problematic? Remember Double Dragon? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, fuck, I could smell Did we talk about Dragon that recently? Right uh, maybe. Beat, I, was gonna, I wanted to buy that Street Fighter 2 arcade cabinet. Yeah, because I beat it maybe you two guys, years ago with, some, with a friend. You guys didn't want to get in, in on that action. Yeah. I bet that is super problematic. Where have they still got a Double Dragon machine? Oh, uh, the arcade's not there anymore, but some pub that had it. Had a double dragon. Uh, there's a few pubs that have arcade, like arcade bars now that have oldie old Mate, machines. Let's go. I'll find one. Find one. But it, 
full disclosure, it took us a lot of coins because we do not have the joystick dexterity than we did when yeah. we were teens. Yeah. Uh, have they still got it set to 20 cents? Yeah. Oh, we've fuck yeah. yeah. That's all right. And so we were like, well, we're adults. Yeah. We can afford as many 20 cents as Hell we really yeah. want. Uh, we must have spent like 10 bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I dropped 20 bucks on a finishing time crisis once. Right. <laughs> it's good to be an adult, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, if people want to find us online... For more of this. Um, Salty, where, where do they find us now? You've done all the URLs. Yeah, so hypotheticalinstitute.com will get you to the podcast. Uh, by the time you listen to this, hypothepod.com will take you to our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Cookedunits.com will take you to our merch page where you can pick up a mug or a shirt. Um, we appreciate any and all support that anyone gives us, either on Redbubble or the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me at Saltmarsh on Twitter and Instagram, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook, and check out Toe Harder on Patreon also. If you support more than one of our Patreons at any level, you'll get yourself a cooked unit pin. You can find me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com, um, and patreon.com slash Ale of a Time. And I've had someone sign up to ours. Let's also sign up to Hypothetical Institute, and they get in a pin. Yeah. Same with Toe Hider. Yeah, great. Yep. And you can find me at Sex Nama on Twitter, Gather Around Me on Facebook and iTunes and Patreon. And heaps of people who listen to Gather Around Me have also supported the Hypothepod uh, Patreon. It's so it's not a competition. It's not a competition. Yeah, no one, why, why, I was like, man, what a good what a good community we're building. If it was a competition. And Cam starts making his yeah. segment of the community some sort of like weird gang. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a weird gang, if we were having a warriors situation, yeah. my gang would be fucking owning all of your gangs. I don't even think you've seen the warriors if that's the reference you have. Dominating the field. Yeah. So good work, all of my listeners to the other podcast. I think, I think if this was a warrior situation, me and Robbo would be riding the train out to Coney Island. Yeah. Cam would be getting a beat down by the coppers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll be arrested on a park bench. Yeah. Yeah. We're on to you, Cam. Because he's like, oh, look at this sexy lady. Oh, no, I'm arrested. <laughs> Classic Cam. <Yeah. laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.